Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Southern Fried Football. We got another great episode for you today as we give our final breakdowns of the preseason, highlighting the Atlantic Coast and Southeastern Conferences. We take a look at who we predict will be the winners of each conference, uh, who we think will come up short and be disappointing for those conferences. We highlight who we think will be the best players, the best coaches of each conferences, and we might even predict your favorite team's record by the end of it in our two-minute drill. You are listening to Southern Fraud Football. Welcome back. Cook, how you doing today, bro? Doing good, Brock. How about yourself, man? I'm good. I'm good. I've been waiting for this conversation. ACC, SEC. We'll start with the ACC if you got, uh, if you don't have any complaints with that. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Um, we'll keep it on the same track as we did yesterday. Uh, we'll pick the winning team, player of the year, coach of the year, biggest bust, surprising team, and biggest upset. Um, and I guess we'll start with the winning team. We'll change the order when we get the SEC, but... uh. Who you got winning the ACC this year? Call me a piece of chalk. I got the Clemson Tigers uh, reclaiming the title for their own in the ACC. Uh, just taking a look at you know what Clemson will be bringing this year. They'll have uh, their new quarterback and Caleb Klubnick starting in the new era under Garrett Riley course Lincoln brother coming over from TCU where he had a phenomenal year as offensive coordinator Uh, I'd say he was a main factor in leading them to a national championship game and I think what he'll be able to do with the weapons out at Clemson will be enough to get them another conference championship in the Dabo era and I think they'll be able to stave off Florida State so you got them beating Florida State in the uh, championship? I do have them beating Florida State in the rematch from the regular season. All right. Um, I got Florida State winning the ACC, um, beating North Carolina. Okay. I, I, I don't see Clemson doing that hot this year. Uh, we'll get in that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, who's your player of the year for the conference? Player of the year, uh, I told myself I'm not going to go chalk all the way through. Uh, I'm not picking a quarterback. Uh, I want to know if you've heard of this guy's name. His name is Jared Verse. I have not. Well, if you don't know him, uh, come draft day, you're going to hope your team knows him. Uh, Jared Verse, he's a defensive lineman. He's in his second year at Florida State. He transferred in last year from Albany, of all places. And to me, he's the best player in the conference. Uh, I think he's better than... Uh, what's his name? I think he's better than Drake May at UNC. Uh, I think he's better than anybody Clemson has, even at his position. Uh, I just think Jared Verse is a beast. The reason he stuck out to me was I, I remember a couple years ago, Tennessee was actually trying to recruit him out of the portal to come to Knoxville, but 
Um, I didn't think too much of it at the time that he didn't come to us, went to Florida State. I was like, oh, well, we just lost to Albany transfer. Big deal. Uh, but then I watched their game against LSU to kick off the season, and that guy just absolutely blew up that line. I think Jared Verse is going to be a household name by the end of the year, and I think he's the best player in the ACC, and I think he deserves to be the first player from the ACC taken in this year's draft. <clears throat> bold pick, bold pick. Uh, was not on my radar. I'm going to go with somebody more well-known. Uh, I'm going with Drake May from North Carolina, the quarterback. Um, I think he has a stellar year, and uh, I think he leads his team to the championship, but I, th- I have them getting beat by Florida State. Um, coach of the year. I'm curious to see who you have right here. So coach of the year, you will find him residing in, in the state of North Carolina. However, he'll be just down the road from the Tar Heels. He resides in Durham, and his name is Mike Elko. Mike Elko, uh, I can't recall if this is his second or third year, I believe it was third, at Duke. One of the top defenses in the ACC, if not the country, last year coming over from Texas A&M where he was a defense coordinator there. And yeah, he's really got me excited, especially after what they did last year, taking that Duke program to a bowl game, something they hadn't done in a while. And uh, here's a stat for you. Duke last year was number two in the country in turnover margin. They were plus 16. I'd say if you're plus 16, you're going to win a couple ball games on that alone. So I got Duke. Uh, or excuse me, I got Mike Elko as my coach of the year, and I'll go ahead and say that Duke will be my surprise team this year. Uh, in addition to Mike Elko, they have a really good quarterback in Riley Leonard. I think Riley Leonard will be a really good quarterback. I think he can be better than everyone but Drake May. Of course, that includes Jordan Travis in that. Um, if you're looking at Notre Dame in the ACC, being a partial member, I think he could be better than Sam Hartman as well. Uh, I think Riley Leonard has a high ceiling at Duke, and I'm excited for what he and Mike Elko and the rest of the boys will be able to bring to the table this year. I like it. I like it. I am going to go with uh, the Florida State head coach, Mike Norville. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have a great season, and I think they they pick him as coach of the year for that conference. Um, you're surprising team since you went ahead and gave it. Their rivals, I'm going with North Carolina. I know they're ranked uh, coming into the season. However, I don't think many people see them winning or even playing for uh, an ACC championship with Florida State and Clemson being up there. So I have them as my surprising team because I think they're going to be making a lot more noise than people expect, even though they're already ranked. But I think they'll do more than, than expected. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to be <clears throat> making a conference championship, they're definitely going to outdo expectations. Uh, I believe, take a look at their schedule. On their schedule, of course, you'll have North or excuse me, South Carolina on there. Uh, other than that, their really main competition they'll have to watch out for, I would say Clemson, and then I would say Duke as well. Uh, other than those two, not too bad of a path to the conference championship. Um, I, I will touch, though, on your head, head coach of the year, uh, Mike Norvell pick. Wouldn't that be a success story? You know, he comes over from Memphis, has a couple average, below average seasons. Uh, I know before last year, it seemed like last year Florida State fans were getting close to making it known that he was on the hot seat. But, of course, him turning it around, 
I think especially beating LSU in that home opener did wonders for him in that program. And I think he's got him on a good track recruiting-wise. And it looks like we both have him in the championship game this year, of course, with you having them winning. So uh, I definitely think Norvell would be considered for Coach of the Year. Uh, And then again, with your surprise team, UNC, uh, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you there because I have them as my bust this year. Okay. And that's not necessarily because um, I don't think they're going to have you know, a, a bowlless season this year. I think they could um, you know, maybe even win eight games, but that would be a step back from nine wins last year. Uh, I think they have a good shot of losing to a team like South Carolina. I think they have a good shot of losing to Duke, Clemson. So I, I think they won't be exactly where they want to be this year. And that's why I have them as a bust this season. Okay. Um, we can disagree, but uh, I'm excited to watch. Um, and I like that you picked Duke. You know, I'm a Duke basketball fan, so mm-hmm. it's always nice to see them do well in football as well. Um, my biggest bust is Clemson. Okay. I think that I think that a lot of people are going to be shocked about how, how they go about this season. Um, I think they drop a few games that are unexpected. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, they're my biggest bust. Um, I know we're going to predict records for a few teams later than being one of them, I think. Um, so I'll save that for later. But Clemson is my biggest bust. Yeah. I mean, if you're not a believer in the quarterback situation, uh, if you're not a believer in the offense and don't think Garrett Riley's going to improve them, uh, I can definitely see where you're coming from. Didn't really show a lot last year. Even with me having them as conference champs, I, I do have some questions for them uh, surrounding things like their wide receiver room and all. I think they could become very one-dimensional with the running game, and I don't think that would bode well for them. So definitely, uh, it's nice to say we both have uh, uh, our one team in a conference champion and the other guy I have them as a bus. That, that's kind of funny. Of course, mine's a conference champ. Uh, I, think, I, I think they'll hold that up, but hey. Never know. So let's get into the biggest upset. Mm-hmm. Who, do so, you, who do you have? So for me, I have two, and I know they're not going to be anything like yours because um, I, with what you alluded to already, um, maybe these aren't actually the biggest upset, but I think if you were playing football in the state of Virginia, it might actually be a commonwealth, but if you're playing football, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, I don't think you've got a good football team this year. In uh, matter of fact, I think the two teams in the ACC, Virginia Tech and Virginia, are going to lose back-to-back weeks to begin the season. Um, of course, obviously wouldn't be an upset Tennessee beating Virginia, but week one I have the Old Dominion Monarchs beating Virginia Tech and week two, I have the James Madison Dukes upsetting Virginia uh, at Virginia. So last year, you know, you could say that this isn't that much of an upset pick because Old Dominion did beat Virginia Tech at Old Dominion last year. However, I don't think any Virginia Techs going in, any Virginia Tech fan, uh, any Hokies going into this season expecting Old Dominion to beat them or um, thinking that they don't have a chance to win that game. Um, I, I think 
the state of Virginia football is pretty bad right now, and I think the best team in the state could very well be James Madison. So uh, that's who I have as my biggest upsets this year. Uh, what do you got? I picked two as well. Um, I'm going to hit on the Virginia thing. I, I do agree with you there. Virginia, both teams in Virginia, the big ones, Virginia Tech and, and Virginia, are, are low um, low expected wins this season. Talking to uh, Aaron, I know he, he's a Virginia Tech Hokie guy. Uh, they don't expect much. They just pay pay the ticket for the uh, Enter the Sandman walkout. That's what they get hyped for, uh, which is hype. Can't can't blame them. Pretty cool walkout. But, um, yeah, for my biggest upsets, one's going to contradict what I said already, but I'll explain that. I have South Carolina beating North Carolina week one. Okay, I agree. Um, I think that that won't affect North Carolina's run, and obviously it won't affect them in the ACC, but I have them losing early and then starting to put it together after that. I also have South Carolina, again, striking again against an ACC opponent the last week of the season, beating Clemson. Okay. So I, I picked South Carolina twice to upset the ACC twice. But uh, I feel like the South Carolina team slept on, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, those are my two upsets for, for the ACC. Very good picks. South Carolina, sounds like you have them making uh, a big, I guess, arch redemption story this year. Uh, losing the first game, winning the last, would be very good times in uh, Columbia if they knock off Clemson two years in a row. Uh, you would have to think that if they beat Clemson, that's probably not Clemson's first loss, so they <clears throat> effectively would be keeping them out of the playoffs uh, yet again. No, for sure. Um, I'm excited. I, I really am excited for this season just to see where the, who takes over the ACC because I honestly think it's going to falter. Um, from Clemson, but you think differently, which is fine. Um, it'll be fun to watch, but, uh, nevertheless. But uh, anything else you want to hit on the ACC before we move into the SEC? Uh, just talking about teams we didn't discuss, Miami. I mean, if I didn't have North Carolina as a disappointing team just for the sake of not reaching the goals they expect, Miami would probably be up there for me. Uh, I think year two is going to be another growing pain season for Cristobal and the Hurricanes. Uh, I, I just don't quite think they're where they need to be at to compete in the conference. Uh, for a conference championship, I, I just don't see them going out there competing with Clemson and Florida State right now. So uh, I, I would just say that the U isn't back right now. Uh, I, I do think Cristobal – has what it takes, especially been on a good path recruiting recently where I think he can get the program back where it wants to be, but I don't see that happening year two. I agree. I agree. I have them winning a few big games, um, but not in contention to win the, the conference. Um, I will ask you this since you brought it up earlier. Um, I didn't know if this is going to be one of your upsets, but Clemson plays Duke at Duke. I believe at Duke. Week one. Week one. Any, any, uh. So I think, and let me get the schedule pulled up just so I make sure I'm telling you right. I think Duke will have a, a season like they should on paper, which almost never happens. I, I think they're going to play really close at home against Clemson in that opener, but I think they're going to lose. I think they're going to give Notre Dame a scare when they go to visit Durham. 
but I just don't think they have enough to uh, go over the top. Uh, I think they got enough to go in the tank and shock Florida State and the world when they go down there later in the year, but I just don't think they uh, are going to be able to do that. I, I think the Florida State hype train will be long gone by then. I do think they win at North Carolina. I think they upset them near the end of the year. And I think they go 9-3 and with that record, which would be really good for that program. Uh, I feel like any uh, Blue Devil fan in football would take that. Uh, so I think they'll be satisfied with that. But I just I don't think they're quite established enough yet to take down one of the Giants in the conference. Okay. I just wanted to get your opinion on that game. I, it's shocking that it's week one. Mm-hmm. Um I just thought that was a big game to highlight for week one. Definitely. Um, any last thoughts on the ACC? Yeah. Don't be surprised if uh, Duke's a team that, you know, they play closer to the opponent than um, many people will think. I'll, I'll just say that. So bet against the uh, the, the um, spread, is what you're saying. Um, all right. It's time, I think. SEC. I'm ready. I'm ready to dive in, a deep dive, and hit on all these topics and uh, – on some several teams in general that that'll be um, teams to watch this year. So I'll let you start this conversation off because you want to do it in a different order, which is fine. So take it away. Yes, I want to do this in different <clears throat> order just because I kind of want to build up uh, to what we think is going to happen because I got something I think might be kind of big. So let's just do a let's do who he thinks our bust because uh, that will immediately go against something you just said. The biggest bust I have out of the SEC, there's a fan base out there who ended the year on a real high note, and, and it's got some a lot of wind in their sails in that program, and that program's recruiting at a very high level right now, but they don't have those guys on campus, and they don't have those guys uh, a couple years into the program. And looking at their schedule, I just – I think they're going to struggle to – make a bowl game. I, I think they go 6-6, six and six, but I don't think it's very clean the way they get there. Not South Carolina Gamecocks. Um, you know, South Carolina last year, you could say they should have went 6-6 six and six if they didn't end up upsetting Tennessee and Clemson there at the end of the year. Uh, and I, I think everybody would say it's a fair, adjust, uh, fair assessment. Uh, but looking at their schedule again this year, unless they beat, unless they win act Tennessee and beat Clemson at home. I don't think they're going to get eight wins. Uh, I think they're going to beat North Carolina uh, and Furman, but I think they're going to lose to Georgia. Um, I think they lose at Tennessee. Uh, I think they lose to Florida at Missouri at A&M. I think Kentucky's a team that will probably end up beating them. I think they lose to Clemson as well. So, uh, I don't think it'll be a great year for Rattler. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up getting benched again this year. They have a quarterback on campus, a freshman, who they're very excited about, just like Tennessee's excited with Nico and Texas is excited with uh, Arch. They got a guy in the wings who they don't necessarily want to push out this year, but they're excited for what he's going to be doing next year. And I think he might end up taking that starting role uh, if – they're not doing what new offensive coordinator Dow Loggins uh, is expecting them to ex- expecting to take them to this year. Okay, okay. Um, my biggest bust is going to make a lot of people mad um, and take a lot of people off guard, but I'm going with Georgia. 
No, they yeah. they have probably one of the easiest schedules in in the SEC, maybe even in the country. We've talked about that. Um, but I have them coughing up a few games. I'm going to predict their record later on, I, I believe. Um, so I'll save on that. But I don't think that they will be as stout as they have been the past two years. I think they caught some luck in the past two years as well. Um, now they do have Brock Bowers still, and uh, with their new QB, I'm, I'm curious to see how he does. Um, but yeah, they're going to be my biggest bust, and I'll explain that later. But that's what I'm going with. So sorry, Georgia fans. It's that time. And not necessarily saying they're not going to make a bowl. Uh, yeah, yeah, saying, yeah, by no means. I'm, I'm saying they, they lose two or three. I'm about to say, I'd, I'd say you're probably thinking them probably get double-digit wins, but uh, just not making playoffs this year. Yes, that, like. that, that's that's the bust part. So, yeah. And I feel like that would be a big bubble bursted for them. Uh, so, surprise team. And I'm going to I'm going to avoid my title game um, opponents for this one. The surprise team I have, Kentucky Wildcats. I hate to give them any kind of credit, but I'll give them a little bit of credit this year. Uh, mainly, main reason I'm giving them this is I do think their schedule is slightly favorable this year. Um, I think there's a couple games that. Uh, they will have circled where they think they could maybe upset an opponent. I think they got a couple games uh, where I think a, a lot of their games they should be going into as a slight favorite. Uh, I think for Kentucky, the ceiling probably looks probably looks like a nine-win ceiling for Kentucky. Uh, I would say eight's probably the most realistic number. Would be a slight improvement from last year, I believe. Um, uh, I think they made a massive improvement at quarterback with Devin Leary. Uh, I think he has a lot of skills that people aren't going to ooh and ah over, like the physical tangibles that uh, Levis had at Kentucky. But I think Leary is going to be a legitimate quarterback for him this year. I think they have a legitimate defense this year, as they did last year. And, and I think their offensive line and their wide receiver room got that much better over the offseason, Barry and Brown's going to be a name to watch for them at wide receiver coming out of um, the middle Tennessee area, I believe Nashville specifically. Um, I think Kentucky will surprise a couple folks this year, and I think they'll have a pretty good season. Uh, the Tennessee game, obviously we got that psychological advantage over them, which will help, but they'll be coming off a of bye, and we'll be coming off Alabama. So, Definitely trap game vibes there for Kentucky, and I know one that any Wildcat fan is going to have circled on the calendar. I like it. I like it. Uh, I've been eyeballing them as well. Um, my surprising team is is actually your bus team, uh, South Carolina. Um, and if they th- if they do what I think they're going to do this year, I think they can make some noise. Um, not crazy, no playoff contentions, but no conference championship, but. Just better than most people expect, uh, especially if Rattler can can do what he did in those last two games um, of the season last year. Uh, yeah, so South Carolina, surprising team is going to make some noise, beat some teams that you wouldn't expect. And, uh, yeah, I like South Carolina. Who do you think might be the biggest name outside of Clemson that South Carolina beats? Um, well, I said they beat North Carolina and Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um the other big game, you're going to laugh. Do you want to wait? 
Uh, do I predict? You, you predict that? It? No, I'll, I'll, I'll okay. okay. Actually, I will save it because it's gonna play into that. Okay. Okay. So okay. I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. Um. Well, all right. We'll get in that in a moment. Player of the year for the SEC, and I think he's the best player in the country at their specific position. Brock Bowers. Okay. Said it before. Uh, I'll say it again. Brock Bowers is an absolute freak of nature. Uh, he shouldn't be able to do what he does. He has a tight end frame and plays like one of the most athletic wide receivers you'll ever see. Uh, If you actually get to sit and watch him play, uh, as opposed to just hearing people recap Georgia games, you will be impressed by what he can do. I don't think there's a player on Tennessee's defense who could hold him one-on-one. I'd be surprised if there's many players out in the country that could hold him one-on-one. Maybe a couple really athletic, speedy linebackers uh, might be capable, but those come few and far between. I agree with you. Uh, I have written down Brock Bowers for Georgia. However, if their season plays out like I predicted, he may not get it, so I wrote down an alternate. And that is Caleb Downs from Alabama, the freshman. I think uh, safety makes a lot of noise this year. Um, and so that's that's my second one if Georgia has the season I'm predicting. I think it would be Caleb Downs. But I, I totally agree with you. Brock Bowers is one of the best players in the country, if not the best. Um, definitely the best at his position, though. Um, so we, we, we can agree on that one. I think if you have to have a homer pick there, Caleb Downs would probably be the one that I'm most excited to see myself. Uh, not excited to play against him by any means from what we've been hearing, but uh, he sounds like he's just going to be – like the best guy ever. So I hope it. I hope it pans out and hope, he lives up to it. Hope he's a bust, uh, of course, <laughs> but I, I think he'll be legit, and I think he'll be headlining uh, a legit Bama defense this year. Um, I'm glad you didn't say Milrow was going to be the best player, win a Heisman or anything like that. It makes me feel a little bit better about your quarterback situation. Yeah, as yeah. a Tennessee fan. <laughs> All right, should we do it? <clears throat> should we do it? <clears throat> Let's do it. Biggest upset. Brock, I don't know if I need to go first. Should I go first? Do you think you should go first? I'll go first. I'll okay. go first. All right, so my biggest upset for this year is going to be, you ready for this? Auburn beats Georgia. Wow. In Auburn. Because it's, it's in Auburn. Hugh Freeze is going to be dialing it up. Uh, that's on September 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, so mark your calendars. That's my upset. <clears throat> Auburn beats Georgia. Man, Brock, you're going to make me so happy if that happens. Uh, Georgia getting the SEC loss would be so good for Tennessee. Uh, obviously, <clears throat> that Auburn's a program where they can pull stuff out of a hat and just absolutely wreck somebody's season. I've seen it. Over and over uh, again. Say, I know you've seen it as an Alabama fan. Last night, <clears throat> uh, I was watching episode three of Swamp Kings because I heard the first two episodes were garbage. Third one wasn't much better. But looking at 2007, up them upsetting Florida in the swamp. <sighs> There's something about that program, man. I, I don't know if it's the War Eagle or the Tiger part or a combination of both if you got two mascots. <clears throat> uh, but they can pull off some upsets. And... and yeah, this would definitely be one that nobody's expecting. Nobody's giving them a chance. Uh, and quite frankly, I think you're crazy, Brock. Uh, however, 
part of me kind of thinks there's a chance. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm not going to say, you know, it's a 50% chance or a 40% chance, but Hugh Freeze, man. Hugh Freeze. To the Auburn fans out there, go ahead and stock up on the toilet paper because it will be sold out that night and too much corn will be rolling. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's my upset pick, Auburn beats Georgia. I'm curious to see who you have. So we're not obviously we don't have any video, but if, if you couldn't tell, you're about to tell now. I have some huge orange glasses on, and we're going to start it off by showing you about how Tennessee is going to upset Georgia in Neyland this year. Uh, biggest upset of the year by far. This is going to make the statement that the balls are back, and the balls aren't back just to. You know, sit on their hands and not be the doormat that everybody punches up and stomps on evermore. They're a team that is going to be competing for a playoff spot year in, year out. And they're a team you don't want to face. Uh, and Neyland's not a place you want to go to. And I think that the win streak from last year in Neyland is going to carry on to this year. Fun fact, the VOLS <laughs> letters were put up last season. Uh, before that, they have not been on the stadium since, can you guess? 98? 98. You win the national championship, and you, for some reason, decide to take down those letters. Not sure what they were thinking. But um, since those letters were up in 98, the last time they lost a game at home with the VOLS letters was against Florida in 1996. So, there is a multi-decade streak on the line and and i think tennessee is going to continue it at home when they knock off georgia and send the puppy dogs back home with the stream of piss going down their legs Uh, i think tennessee is uh i'm not going to say they're going to blow them out but i think this game is going to look like alabama tennessee last year with the 12th man factor of the fans i just think it'll be a little bit less low scoring Obviously, I want to still give respect to that Georgia defense and all, but Hype was going to run up the score as much as he can for sure. Will you be in attendance for that game? If I can hype myself by the end of this podcast, Brock, I might just go ahead and buy a ticket. We'll see. I'll I'll have to let you know on that one. Well, I hope you go to that one, and I hope you 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 call it right because anytime Georgia loses is a great day. Um, especially recently because they don't lose often. Um, so lead us into it. What what you got after that? So that's the biggest upset. <clears throat> and I think winning that game, in addition to the rest of their schedule, will be enough to allow Josh Heupel to be coach of the year. Uh, I think you'll build upon the success he had last year. Uh, and I'm not going to say – uh, Tennessee's going to go perfect or anything. Uh, I think there's definitely a losable game in Tuscaloosa along the way. Uh, but I think if you win the East in your last year, Tennessee hadn't won the East since 2007, I believe. Um, Josh Hype was going to get Coach of the Year if all that happens. And who do you got for Coach of the Year? I agree with you. Um, not with the pick, but if all goes to plan, like you said there, Josh Hype would be the obvious pick. I'm going to go with Nick Saban. Okay. I think that a lot of people are counting him out, saying the dynasty's over. And I think it's pissed him off. 
um, and a pissed off Nick Saban is not a not a fun Nick Saban to deal with. Um, you're gonna predict the record. I'm not gonna predict Alabama. So I'm gonna tell you. I think we we lose maybe one game, if if any. Um, and I think we established that the dynasty is, is far from over. And uh, I think I think uh, Nick Saban will take Coach of the Year for the conference. <clears throat> All right. Um, so I have to say, if I wasn't going to go Hypel, I think I might end up going Saban. And that's because in the SEC Championship, I got third Saturday in October Part 2. I got the Vols, I got the Tide, and uh, I think we got a huge matchup building uh, for that Saturday in December in Atlanta. Uh, I think the roads they get there, I think there's... I haven't decided... And I'm going to predict my full schedule later uh, in the show for Alabama, Tennessee. Uh, however, I do think Alabama will come into the game with the loss uh, to Orange UT. Uh, it'll be UT Junior, Texas. Uh, but guess what? The best part about losing Texas is it's not a conference game, so it doesn't matter towards your SEC schedule. Um, so I, I think Texas might catch them early. I think, you know, there might be one more game along the way they slip up, but I, I think they're going to outdo LSU. I don't think they're going to lose to them at home this year. Uh, what I like about Alabama is I think their defense, and, and I know we've talked about <clears throat> this before, but I think their defense is what Alabama defense is accustomed to under Nick Saban. And I, I think even though I have concerns about the quarterback position and how well they might be able to move the ball through the air, I think they're going to be able to move the ball pretty well on the ground and, and allow them to play the style that fans are accustomed to. And I think that will help them definitely more so later in the season when everyone's beat up uh, as opposed to earlier in the season when they're still trying to figure out some things. Okay. I like it. I have Alabama and Tennessee in mind as well. Um, <clears throat> glad to see we're on the same page there. Depending on your next step, I don't know if we'll be on the same page. Um but yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people are, are so worried about the quarterback spot that they're counting Alabama out, and I don't think that's at all. Um, I mean, it's a concern, but it's not a a drastic concern. Trust as, me, I, I've seen it before. Alabama defense <clears throat> saves the day. There was, um, you know, Jake Coker quarterback. There was Blake Sims. Uh, I know Coker won. I don't think Sims did win a championship. Uh, but, I mean, if you look at McElroy, <clears throat> McCarron, none of those guys had NFL careers, uh, and they were just fine. Uh, I don't think he will be able to stay on the trend of replacing NFL quarterback with another one. I'm just not sure if they have NFL quarterback in that locker room right now. But I am sure they have an NFL defense. I am sure they have some NFL players on offense, maybe not at every position, and I think that'll carry them a long way. I agree with you. I think we'll lean on defense, and as long as the quarterback is is accurate and smart with the plays and doesn't force anything, that will be all right. Um, so, brings us to the, the final climatic, climatic um, finish right here. So, go ahead and tell me your pick, and I'll tell you mine, um, and then we'll continue on. <clears throat> tell you what, Brock. I want you to read my notes for okay. who I have winning the championship. All right. Up here. Who's it say? 
Alabama. Get that out of here. <laughs> Tennessee Vols are going to beat Alabama in the SEC Championship in Atlanta this fall. I got the Vols. I think we're going to say screw the two-minute drill. I think the Vols are going to lose to Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I think they beat Georgia in Neyland. And when they meet up in, in Atlanta, Nick Saban is going to be running all over the place because the defenders are not going to be able to hold those wide receivers. Give me the Vols by 50 in Atlanta. I like it. I like the energy. I like the energy. And I will say, I like your picks um, to the UT part, but I don't think we'll lose to Texas. I think we drill a hole in that defense, and I think our defense sends Ewers packing again. Uh, so I don't see us losing to Texas. I see us losing in the SEC Championship to Tennessee after beating them in Tuscaloosa. Both teams sliding in the playoffs and a, a uh, climatic uh, showdown in the National Championship. I think Alabama walks with it. 2-1 uh, and one over the Tennessee Volunteers. That's how I see it going. Uh, I'd be fine with that. It's always bad losing, but uh, I'd be fine with that being our one loss. I got to say, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't plan on doing that. I thought about it five seconds before because I was like, ah, what am I going to do? Um, I can't say Alabama's going to win it. I just can't do it. I, I got a, I got my orange glasses on today, and I'm not going to fall into that trap. Uh, I'm going to uh, succumb to my naivety, and, or naivety, and I'm taking the Vols. Um, I don't blame you, bro. I, I don't blame you. The only way, the only reason I see it that way is it's hard to beat somebody twice. Yeah, and so. I think if we beat y'all or vice versa, the other team will win. I think, yeah, I think, depending on how the regular season matchup <clears throat> goes, I think it's a good chance the opposite happens, unless there's just a huge gap between the two teams, which I don't think there's going to be. And I, well, I think there will be in different ways, uh, but I think the quality of Tennessee's offense, qualities of t- Alabama's defense, will measure out with one another. Yeah, I, I think so, and I think. I think it'll be a close game. Um, if it runs away on any side, I don't think it's in favor of Alabama by any means. Um, but I think our defense does enough to um, hold y'all under 50, and maybe our offense can put up 50. If it's that high, I don't see us winning. But if we can keep it under 35, I think it's, it's a bright day for, for Alabama fans, especially in Tuscaloosa. I like the atmosphere. I like the at home, and I think we can squeeze that one out. In Atlanta – I'm not so sure, but we'll we'll get to that bridge when it comes, and we'll make another pick after you, the. You know, if they match up in Atlanta, <clears throat> at least thirty of that stadium is going to be Georgia fans who thought they'd be there. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. People that couldn't sell their tickets fast enough, um, and I, I would love to see it. I would love to see Georgia fans show up just to watch the best two teams in the in the conference. Um, so yeah. Um, anything else on the SEC? Do you want to hit some some minor teams, or do you want to move right into Week Zero? Just a couple notes because I feel like we're skipping on a couple of big <clears throat> programs. LSU, I, I think you have a chance to do what you did last year. Um, and, I mean, Alabama could lose one SEC game to Tennessee during the regular season, but I don't see LSU going into uh, Tuscaloosa and winning that game, which if LSU has one SEC lost and Bama has the tiebreaker – yeah, that's not going to send them to the SEC championship. I was close to predicting that, but if I got Alabama losing Texas, Tennessee already, I, I really don't see them losing to LSU as well. Uh, when it comes to Ole Miss, 
I kind of want to wait and see to fill out before I give any huge predictions on them. I think they can have a 7-8 win season, maybe up to a 9, uh, but I'm just going to be a little hesitant on there. I'm not 100% sure if they have everything they need figured out at quarterback. I know they feel really good about the run. Uh, I'm excited to see what uh, their defense looks like under their first-year D coordinator, who I know you're a big fan of, coming from Alabama last year, uh, Pete. Pete Golden. Yeah, Pete Golden. They can have him. Take him. So I know your thoughts on him and, and that. So I wonder how he does there in his first year, if that will be something that – You said actually, defensive coordinator? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. wonder how that helps, helps elevate Ole Miss. Uh, and lastly, Florida – if you look at what Vegas says right now, they're going to be a fringe five, six win, see, six win season. I think Florida, I, I'm leaning more towards six, maybe even a seven win season for them. I don't think they're going to be hardly as bad as everybody thinks. Uh, I do know they have Graham Mertz quarterback. I do know what he did in the Big Ten. Uh, I know what Florida did last year with a quarterback who's ten times as athletic. And I know what the difference is there. But at the end of the day, it's still Florida. Uh, I don't see him missing out on a bowl game this year. Uh, I think even though I didn't make it a big upset prediction, I do think they go on the road and beat Utah week one next week, uh, which might be cutting into some of the stuff we're going to talk about next week. But I think this Florida team is going to win that game, and I think they're going to surprise a couple other folks. Florida's not a not a team I'm just walking over uh, for Tennessee's schedule either. You know, that game at Florida, as bad as I want to go because I think it's the best chance to win in the Swamp you know, pretty much in my lifetime since 2003, uh, I'm still hesitant about it because we just don't beat Florida and we, don't, we definitely don't beat them at Florida. Uh, so it would just be – the third time since then and the first time at home in about 20 or on the road in about 20 years so uh that'd be just some of the big programs i felt like we missed out on um just to hit some some other programs in the conference uh my grandpa's a big arkansas fan uh how, how are they looking how what 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 do we expect out of them this year uh last year i was kind of high on them i thought they'd make some noise and they did all right to begin with i think three one four and oh maybe even mm-hmm. um you see anything from them they're one of the teams it's it's hard to get a read on just because they do play such a brutal schedule. Yeah, they feel I feel like Arkansas fans feel like KJ Jefferson gets disrespected, and he does. Uh, that's a fair assessment, but there's kind of a reason that he does, uh, mainly because he's a serviceable quarterback for college, uh, no doubt. He has some very good passing statistics out there. He's a really good runner. Uh, but he has a track record of getting injured, and he's not a guy that many people are going to be projecting going pro. Uh, I think Arkansas can find themselves anywhere between seven, eight, nine wins, maybe six on the low side. Uh, for me, I think they probably end up around eight. Uh, just just depends on how that A&M game goes for them. Uh, I think that will be a key point in their season. That was where I think it went south last season. Yeah. I think they were three and zero or four and zero, and should have won A and M. That and they lost to future Auburn head coach Hugh Freeze when they played Liberty. At that's home. true. That is true. And that's a game that you 
I don't think there's a Liberty-like team on the schedule for them this year, but that's just a game you can't lose no, when I you're agree. Arkansas. And then the last team, just curious on, uh, it's close to us, Mississippi State. Any, you think any noise will come out of there? So kind of like Florida. I, I don't think they're going to be a team that's as bad as everybody thinks. Um, you know, obviously, tragic loss. Uh, Coach Leach down there. Um, my heart just hurt for that community and that program uh, just because I know how much he means to them, how much he means to the game of football itself. Um, but I, I think they're a team that's going to go bowling for sure. They don't have the easiest path to get there. But uh, I think of all the SEC teams, they're right up there with the longest bowl streak. I think I know it's been um, – I know it's double digits. I want to say it might be close to 17 or something like that. And they have a really good record of getting at least seven wins in a season as well. So I think Mississippi State does probably about the same thing. I don't know if – I don't know how I'm going to predict that Egg Bowl to go. I think I might lean towards Ole Miss. Uh, seems – I feel like I remember Brent always saying, seems like the home team never wins. And I know it's at State this year, so – I don't know if they'll beat Ole Miss. Uh, I was happy to see the Pirate go on a high note uh, and winning his last Egg Bowl, though. So uh, it'll be—I think it'll be some growing pains, but I think Zach Arnett could be a good coach for the Bulldogs. Okay, yeah, that's just the two I wanted to hit on. Um, you want to talk some Week Zero real quick? All right. So if you are listening to this podcast, you are more than likely a college football sicko. I am, of course, by that I just mean you're obsessed with college football. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to two of us idiots talk about it. Uh, if you are a sicko of college football, you're going to be paying attention to Week Zero games because absolutely nobody uh, with a normal functioning brain is going to. So, uh, as we take a look at Week Zero games, Brock, is there any that sticks out to you as one that uh, you're going to try to keep your eye on or keep up with? Um, obviously there's some ranked teams playing, mm-hmm. but the game I'm watching is Hawaii versus Vandy, okay. uh, Vanderbilt, that's at 6.30 on Saturday, and if you're in the area, got nothing to do, you can find a ticket as low as $7. Yeah, low as so. $7 in the Nashville area. Uh, I know a bunch of people will be looking to fill that place up, shouldn't take more than about 25000 of you, so, <laughs> uh, definitely a pretty low bar there. Uh, this was a game last year where... I think I was thinking that Hawaii would come out and stomp on Vanderbilt, and it did the exact opposite. Vanderbilt absolutely smacked them last year. I can't remember exactly how many points they put up on them, but I know it was a lot. I know it was over 40. I want to say it might have been up in the 60s. I think so, 63 or something Uh, like that. But, yeah, they absolutely killed them, and I think that that might happen again this year. Vanderbilt right now is looking about a 17-point favorite. Uh, so, of course, Vegas thinks they'll beat them by about three scores. I'd say that's probably accurate. Uh, Second-year head coach over at Hawaii, second-year head coach over at Vanderbilt. Uh, I just think Vanderbilt has a couple more guys uh, than Hawaii, which is a phrase that you probably won't hear for a Vanderbilt roster comparison <laughs> for the rest of the year. Yeah, I agree. Um, you got a game you're looking at on week zero? Aside, I want to – let us get back to the two ranked teams. One game I'm looking at uh, will be at Snapdragon Stadium 
in San Diego, California. And that will be between the Ohio Bobcats and the San Diego State Aztecs. Um, San Diego State obviously coming off a big run in college basketball, making the championship game. Uh, but Brady Hoke is out there, a name you might remember from uh, Michigan. He was on staff at Tennessee under uh, Pruitt for a hot second. He was our interim coach. Uh, or no, excuse me, Butch, uh, before Pruitt came in. He was an interim coach for a few games there. Uh, begged for the job. We weren't going to get it to him, that silly guy. Um, but, yeah, we got Ohio. We got San Diego State. Right now, I think San Diego State's a slight favorite at home. Uh, but look out for those Bobcats. This is a Bobcat team that I believe won their bowl game last year, the Barstool Arizona Bowl. Uh, they played Wyoming in that game. Uh, fun fact for my sickos out there, Ohio, if you don't know already, has, I believe he's an offensive lineman, uh, number 69, Parker Titsworth. If you don't live on a college campus, I can guarantee you there's at least one of his jersey in every frat house. So uh, that'll be one of the games I'm looking forward to uh, at 6 o'clock Central on FS1. Okay, that's a good one to keep your eyes on. Moving into the ranked ones, the top one I had highlighted was Navy taking on number 13 Notre Dame in Dublin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on Saturday, obviously, at 1.30. Um, I think I think Notre Dame's going to win pretty easily, but I'm, I'm curious to see what they look like, see if they struggle at all. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited for that one. I think Notre Dame and Sam Hartman get it going early, and uh, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, so uh, they're playing at, apparently it's, not too huge of a stadium, about fifty-one thousand, but uh, it's the it's the big stadium in Ireland for their rugby teams, things like that. So it's a big stage for them. Uh, obviously, fighting Irish in Ireland's always fun to see. Uh, again, like you, I think Notre Dame takes care of business. I'm excited to see what Sam Hartman looks like this year. I'm excited to see what that defense looks like this year. Um, I know they got a couple players. I think specifically at linebacker uh, from Tennessee. So I'm excited to see what they do. Um, yeah, just excited to see what Fighting Irish bring to the table this year. Of course, I think we mentioned last episode, I think Notre Dame has a good chance of upsetting Ohio State. I think their matchup with Clemson will be huge. And if Navy beats them week one, yeah, that's going to change absolutely everything. Um, other than that ranked game, Got to give a shout-out to uh, the San Jose State Spartans traveling down to L.A., taking on USC and the Trojans uh, in their Week 0 matchup at L.A. Coliseum. Um, This is the one that you're not going to find anybody predicting a close game, Uh, but to me, I think there's going to be a whole lot of points in this game, and if USC's defense hasn't stepped up from what it did last year, I think it could be closer than what the experts think. Uh, San Jose State, uh, based on my insider from San Jose, Taylor Hodges, give him a shout-out. Uh, got the best quarterback in the conference. Could potentially be player of the conference this year. Uh, and I think he's going to lead them to big things. Uh, one thing San Jose State's going to have to watch out for is uh, making sure their defense can step up to the task of uh, at least challenging USC something that many Power 5 schools can't say they do on a weekly basis. So, uh, again, don't think that'll be a close game necessarily. However, 
uh, in honor of Taylor. I will say I'll call the upset for his sake, and I will say that there will be a lot of points in that game. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, before we get into the two-minute drill, I just got a notification on my phone. Okay. Uh, developing story. ACC ramps up talks for adding Stanford, California, and SMU with series of meetings to be held this week. Per Pete Dammel. I don't know if that's basketball, if that's football, or if that's everything in general. It's got a picture of the basketball court, but I'm assuming that's for the whole conference. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it'd be um, everything. Um, so, there is uh, one one account I follow uh, talks about how the idea of Calford is a big thing. So, California, Stanford, and the team that's pushing for it is Notre Dame. I'm not 100% sure why Notre Dame's trying to do that outside of, I, I think. Uh, I know Notre Dame-Stanford's a rivalry played every year. I can't recall if Cal is a team they play annually or not. I don't believe they are. I think it's mainly USC, the other California team they play. Uh, I know they're all academic institutions, so maybe that's why they're pushing them, but I'm not sure what Notre Dame's play is here. Uh, what I think might be going on is... I know teams who are opposing this is Florida State and Clemson because they don't want any small chumps coming in the, into the ACC to take up more revenue. If anything, they want an unequal share of the revenue in the, in the ACC, and that's what they've been pushing for for a while. And, you know, you're not going to get much anything out of California or Stanford revenue-wise, despite Stanford having one of the best athletic programs top to bottom in the country even though they don't show that necessarily in football and in basketball in most seasons. Uh, they are successful overall in all of their sports. Um, California, I'm pretty sure they've gone bankrupt in football, which if you told a SEC school, uh, ask them what their revenue is, uh, being in the negative is not anywhere near what they would be. I'd say a lot of them are triple digit or I guess six, what is it, 100 million or more. Uh, for most of those programs. Uh, uh, I just don't see them bringing anything to the ACC outside of Notre Dame wanting them. And I don't think that that's going to be a thing to push it to happen. Uh, SMU, obviously not another close regional team that would make sense regionally-wise for the ACC, but uh, I think at this point regionality doesn't really matter. Um, I think kind of like what I was hitting on with Houston and the Big 12 the other day, I think SMU has some potential uh, growth-wise with NIL and getting the right coach in there to uh, turn them into a legit program, but I just don't think they'll be doing that in the ACC. No, I agree. I caught, caught that off guard, to be honest. I didn't. I don't see why they're pushing for that. but I, I think one, one of the last things I read about uh, conference realignment was that there's probably not any more deals expected to be done before the season, so this kind of does surprise me. Uh, threw me off guard there just a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see it happening before the season starts. I'd be shocked if any of those schools move to the ACC uh, after the season starts, unless there's two big fish leaving for the Big Ten. Okay. Which I could potentially see uh, with two of the – greedy schools in Florida State and Clemson. Okay, okay. 
All right. Uh, anything else to hit on week zero before we move into the two-minute drill? I think that's it. Enjoy your football, guys. Uh, week zero. Best thing about week zero, if you don't get your picks right, they don't count. It's week zero. That's so right. Week one is when it all begins, unless you go undefeated. Then week zero matters. That's right. All right, two-minute drill. So we decided we're going to do list five teams each for uh, each of us to break down and pick their schedule apart and predict their record. Um, you want to go one and one, back and forth, or do yeah. you want to do all five? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, so, Brock, this year we talked about them a little bit. What does the Notre Dame Fighting Irish do? Believe it or not, I have them at 11-1. Okay. With their only loss coming to Pittsburgh. Really? And I know you're thinking, why Pittsburgh? Um, it's not going to be Ohio State. Um, that's for sure. But I think Pittsburgh's right there in the middle of the schedule. Um, they're going to be overlooking teams, and I think that's the one that overlooks them that that they overlook and that has a good chance of beating them. Uh, I know Pittsburgh doesn't have Pickett or anybody big in that I can think of right now, but I think... I believe they got Phil Jerkovich, who was at Boston College, had a decent season a couple of years ago. Obviously not a household name based off what your face is doing, but um, I, he's a decent quarterback. I, and I think he'll give them a little bit more excitement than they had last year with uh, Slovis. Okay, yeah, so I'm going with Notre Dame 11-1, and possibly creeping into the college football playoff, depending on how it plays out. I kind of have them as I kind of have them as a playoff dark horse myself. So I was wondering what you might say about them because they're not a Big Ten team, but they're in Big Ten country. So I didn't know if you had a little bias on them or not. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't mind Notre Dame too bad. Okay. Um. All right. Alabama, give me their breakdown. We'll start with them. Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm not going to break down the full schedule. Uh, however, I do think they get two losses. Um. I think one comes out of conference, and that would be the Texas game. I think Texas is prepared early, and I think Alabama, despite it being a home game, I believe they announced it will be a night game. I just don't think that uh, quarterback situation will be fully figured out by them. Um, I think they'll be satisfied with Milrow, but I don't think that they'll be able to do what they want against Texas in that game. Um Say I got them going ten and two. Uh, I think the other one I have them losing to uh, was Tennessee. Now I'm not even sure what I'm thinking now. Um, let's let's say eleven and one for Alabama, losing that Texas game and winning out. All right. For the SEC. All right. I like it. I like it. I don't like losing to Texas. I don't like losing to nobody, but it's very possible. Um, I will let you go first again. Uh, Tennessee. Break me down, Tennessee. All right, so I got Alabama eleven one. I got the real UT eleven and one. Their loss being in conference, but that's to Alabama uh, facing Nick Saban. I think while Texas catches them early, Tennessee catches them a little bit later in the year uh, when you know Alabama's figured out everything and they got their defense going. And I think with the crowd, home field advantage, a place that. Alabama really just doesn't lose. Uh, I think they'll take care of business and they'll come out with the win. Uh, of course, I said earlier, Tennessee beating Georgia is my biggest upset. I don't think they have any other hiccups along the way, so I got them going eleven and one. All right. Um, so I got them going eleven and one, beating Georgia. What do you have Georgia's record being? Georgia, I have nine and three. 
Okay. I have them dropping one to South Carolina. Okay. Um, as I pick. Yep. Uh, dropping the one to Auburn like I predicted earlier, in Auburn. Where Eagle. And then dropping one at Knoxville. Go Vols. So nine and three for Georgia. It's gonna be a bust season for them. <clears throat> a lot of Georgia fans gonna be mad, but you wanted a three peat. You got your three peat losses right here. <laughs> all right. So that's it. That's nine and three. I like it. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Um, if Georgia goes nine and three, three of those losses be in the SEC. If they're five <clears throat> and three in the SEC East, is that good enough for second? You think in the division? No. No. You think a team like Kentucky or I guess you like South Carolina might finish ahead. I think it's Tennessee and then it's South Carolina or Florida. Really? Oh wow. Or maybe even Kentucky like you mentioned. I like where this is going. Okay. Uh so we got Jordan <clears throat> going nine and three. How about the Clemson Tigers? You have them as a bust, I have them as a conference champ. How do you think why do you think they're a bust? Who are they losing to this year? Eight and four. Oh, okay. Eight not, and four. A, not a good season at all. No, uh, they're dropping to Florida State. Okay. They're going to drop one on the road. I think they go to Miami, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's going to be one that Miami shows out for. I'm pretty positive that it's in Miami. Dropping to Notre Dame, and then they're dropping to South Carolina at the end of the season. That adds up to four losses, Brock. Um, yeah, that, that Miami one... I can see Miami getting up for one game this year. Uh, I feel like, personally, I think it might be the A&M game uh, when they go there to College Station, but I could definitely see it being this Clemson game. Uh, if this Clemson team lost to South Carolina last year, um, I definitely think they'd be capable of losing to Miami this year. That's not a knock at either school, but um, if they're capable of losing a game like that, yeah, I'm not sure where that falls on their schedule, where out in the season it is, but um, yeah, definitely a game they could lose. Uh, eight and four, I think they'll be eleven and one, but hey, we'll see how the season turns out. Yeah, eight and four is a stretch. That Miami game is a stretch, but I'm gonna rock with it. All right, so moving on, give me the Florida State's record. So Florida State, I think they will go ten and two this year. Um. I think they lose to Clemson during the middle of the season. And I think they lose that first game against LSU. Uh, Last year we saw Florida State beat LSU in New Orleans. Uh, But I think this year LSU gets revenge. They're a little bit more figured out now that they're not just in the first year under Brian Kelly. And I think they take care of business in Orlando, neutral site game. And honestly, that's probably going to be – uh, one of the biggest games of week one for me uh, that I'm excited about, other than Tennessee-Virginia, week one just isn't too exciting this year as, as it has been in years past. But mm-hmm. that game will be one I'm definitely watching Sunday night, uh, September 3rd. Yeah. So I got Florida State going 10-2, and two, losing two pretty early games and then winning out until the conference championship. Okay. Okay. I'll keep it with you. Um I like that pick too, ten and two. Um, give me LSU's pick. You mentioned that game, um, so give me LSU's record. So LSU, I think they could go as good as eleven and one uh, with a loss to Alabama. And I mean, if Alabama and Tennessee, or excuse me, Alabama and LSU are both eleven and one. Alabama's a tiebreaker. 
LSU's on the outside looking in when it comes to the SEC championship. I think they have a couple losable games on there. Uh, at Ole Miss won't be any easy task. Um, and then last year, as we saw them losing uh, at College Station to end the season, I think A&M could beat them again uh, at, at LSU this year. I uh, don't think that Florida State game's a slam dunk for LSU, but I, I will say I think they'll be 11-1 this year. Now, they got a good offense. They got a good defense. Can they do put it all together uh, and go on a run this year in Baton Rouge? Okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, so for you, one of their we'll, – we'll look at their cross-divisional – uh, cross-division rival, last year division. What do you think of the Florida Gators? I gave my thoughts on them earlier, but what are, where does Brock see them? I got them at 9-3. and three. Okay. Um, I got them losing to Tennessee, mm-hmm. losing to South Carolina, and to Georgia. So you're buying the Gators stock heavy this year. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. And, and people are crazy with the South Carolina picks, and I may look like a total idiot. But I bought into them after uh, – the last two games with beating Tennessee and beating Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with Florida at 9-3. and three. Only losses coming to Tennessee, South Carolina, and Georgia. Man, Florida, that would be a huge season for them. Um, in my eyes, um, and I think, you know, just looking at consensus, Billy Napier is kind of on the hot seat already. You know, last year he went 6-7, and seven, I believe got blown out in their bowl game against Oregon State. Go Beavers. Uh, but I, I think Florida has a chance to turn it around. But I think if they don't make a bowl, yeah, it's going to be a tough decision for Florida if they keep Billy Napier or not. Just because, have you seen their recruiting class they're building? I think they're up to number three in the country right now. So, I mean, if you're putting together a class that's up there with Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State already – it's going to be hard not to get rid of that coach uh, just for the sake of trying to keep that class together. So, um, Will that be how it turns out? Not sure, but I think Billy Napier, and it sounds like you do too, uh, it sounds like you think he does more than enough to keep off the hot seat this year uh, in Gainesville. Um, you want to do the last one or you want to ask me first? I'll, I'll, I'll ask you first. Give me North Carolina, and then we'll finish with the one you asked me. All right. All right, so North Carolina, uh, of course, that's your championship appearing team. That is my bus for the ACC. I don't necessarily think they have a terrible year. Uh, I think they go 8-4. and four. Uh, I think they're losing to Duke. I think they're losing at Clemson. I think they lose to South Carolina in the opener. And I think they're going to get upset at the end of the year, too, against in-state rivals, NC State. Uh, I think they – lose the first game and they go on a three game losing streak to end the season um you know eight and four will be a step back from what they did last year won't be in the conference championship uh, won't have nine wins last year we saw them the season kind of spiraled out of control and i'm afraid that could happen again this year last year they lost to georgia tech and nc state before losing the conference championship in their bowl game and uh, i think it'll just be three games at the end of this year uh, and then we'll see what happens in that bowl game. Maybe, if, I mean, especially if Drake May were to opt out, I can see this season Peanut. spiraling quickly. Okay. okay, I could see it, but I, I went total opposite and had them in my championship game, but it's all right. So, Brock, I had you pick some of my biggest rivals. Um, 
you pick, you made me pick Alabama. Let me make you pick your biggest rival, and I'll be at Auburn. All right, so I hit on Auburn a little bit earlier um, with them upsetting Georgia. I think they have a good season under Hugh Freeze his first year. Um, I think they go nine and three, which is a, a, a big step That'd up be for them. Huge. Um, but their only loss is coming to LSU, Ole Miss, and Alabama. Okay. So I think they definitely could drop some um, here and there. Uh, with Georgia being a def, def, definitely capable of losing that game. Mm-hmm. But I have them beating Georgia as my upset. So nine and three for the Auburn Tigers. Losing to your rival in the Iron Bowl, watching your rival go on to to win it all, just to let Hugh Freeze know who the big boys in Alabama are. But uh, that's that's what I'm going with. I'll say this: if if I if you didn't already say Auburn uh, knocking off Georgia, I would say if there's a big team that I think Auburn could potentially knock off, you know who I'm going to say, right? Alabama. Alabama. Uh, you know, like we were saying earlier about that Auburn Devil Magic they got. Um, they may not bring it out for Georgia Bulldogs in, in that rivalry. They might keep it for the Iron Bowl. Uh, so I think 9-3 uh, would definitely be a good season for them. I think right now they're projected either about six or seven wins. Uh, so I agree with you there. I think they yeah, make it to a bowl for sure. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to see them beating um, all those teams to get close to nine wins, but, I, I mean, even if you take away the the Georgia win, I think, or, uh, excuse me, if you take away the Georgia win, I think they could get about to eight and four. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how the season goes. Lots of questions, lots of new coaches, new teams on the rise, um, trying to establish themselves, being back with Tennessee and uh, Auburn's trying to come back after a few rough seasons, um, see if Ole Miss can get on top of their game. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this season. Any any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, so this will be the last preview episode for the season. So thank you for checking these out. Uh, next week we're going to get right into it. college football's back. Uh, starting next episode, uh, we should have one uh, recorded and available out next Monday, uh, and then we will have our next one out Thursday for you to listen to and we believe that will be the setup for this season uh, Monday we might take a quick recap at week zero games uh, but then we're going to start looking at predicting or taking a look at week one games uh, if they're going to be headlines and then making some predictions for uh, for the week yeah so thank you all for listening I apologize we're, we're having some technical difficulties with the mics uh, working half the time and not we're getting this fixed and it will be fixed by kickoff of week zero so next week we shouldn't have any problems um knock on wood so anyway thank y'all for listening and uh, we'll see y'all next week love you guys